All right, hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging and Friends. We are back to playing Call of Cthulhu tonight. We are continuing Horror on the Orient Express. Uh, we have replaced Adam uh, with Matt. Uh, at some point, we're going to have all five of them together. And then down the line, we're going to get Jen back too at some point. Uh, but we got our four. Uh, we'll, we'll see how we go tonight. Uh, we ended with uh, a few of them about to get arrested uh, and then have to make new characters as they begin a life of... Uh, I don't know, in a penitentiary somewhere in, in, in London or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, why don't we do a quick roundtable, uh, figure out who everyone was playing. Um, uh, I mean, Matt, do you want to tell us about your character like now in the beginning or do you want to wait? It's kind of up to you. I mean, I'm, I'm good to go either way with that. Uh, we've mentioned your character's name in the last episode. but uh, Yes, Reginald Abernathy. Yes, uh, but uh, it's up to you if you want to share. Uh, but uh, we'll start with uh, with Jeremy. Tell us about Joseph Tidwell. Hello, I'm playing Joseph Tidwell, Staff Sergeant, if it pleases you. I'm a very hideous and ugly man because I have the Innismuth look, like a fish man. Giant bulging eyes, no hair. I'm a very friendly man. I swear to you, like working in the films more than my time in the service. Currently, I'm the only one not at risk of being arrested, and I'm happy with that. That is true. That is true. Because you are shopping for like fruit and groceries and canned foods or something like that, right? So That's you'll right. Be all right. It takes a lot of fuel to make this body go. You and you and Matt's characters will be the anchor of the new party, the real party. Uh, we were just <laughs> out the I like it. <laughs> just gotcha. Uh, next, uh, Chuck, tell us about Grigori. Hey, Grigori, Kozel, uh, big game hunter, and. Um, I'm going to go to jail and uh, yeah, we, we break and enter and get what you get. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and then next, uh, also going to jail, Melissa, tell us about Pema. Yes. So, uh, I am playing Pema Namduk. She is a scientist originally from Tibet. Um, I was looking over what I'm good at uh, before we started the session uh, and none of them involve talking to people in any way, shape or form. Uh, she's really good at uh, using the library and science stuff. And uh, yeah, so this will be interesting. It will indeed. And so Matt, so last time, this is what we did in the first step. So we, we started in a banquet and we kind of did this round table, seeing how everybody knows one another. Your character was invited but didn't show up to the banquet uh, and we'll weave you in when it sort of makes sense. Uh, but part of like the round table was them figuring out either how they know each other or how they know. Uh, well, part of it was how they know each other, but also how they know professor Julius Smith. I sort of like kind of hand waved. You probably worked on some research, but maybe, uh, maybe you can kind of expand on that. Why? Uh, so how would, how do you know professor Julius Smith, who is a, a London professor, a skeptic, kind of in his elder years. He's a widow. Uh, how might you know him? And do you have any connections to the current current members of the party? Yes. So um, Jules and I are going to go way back. Uh, given my expertise, no cultism, um, he and I have worked together in the past on a number of, of call them maybe cases, to come in there and investigate, debunk, um, or verify these claims. And that's how I've gotten involved in this current investigation as well. I do have a connection to Jeremy's character, 
I don't know if I'm aware he's there or not, though, at this point. We're old childhood friends, me and old fish face. <laughs> You're so charming. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Would I mean, you all kind of got invited separately just so because you happen to be in London at the right time for him to, to. And so ever since everyone's kind of connected one over the other, whether it's like personally or professionally, everyone was kind of getting pulled in. So it's possible that it would have been a nice surprise uh, when you see them. Okay, but uh, but old fish face is that going to be? Is that your nickname? No, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. It's Maybe. Fine. So I'll, I do have more than one personality. Maybe that's why other personality calls you. Oh, nice. At least oh, one gosh. of them does. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you watch the uh, the session zero where we did our character creation using the the tables, Heinrich's character creation guide. <laughs> Matt went to Pluto. Maybe he also has multiple personalities, so it's possible that only one of them did or none of them did or who knows. Uh, so I would imagine that Professor Julius Smith does not believe you. Uh, but uh, knowing him, he's a very, you know, he's a skeptical guy right, about you know, logic, reason, etc. Uh, but all right, why don't we let's dive in then so we can hurry up and get find a way to get Matt into the game. I have a couple options, so we'll see how it goes uh, and uh, we'll figure out a way to to bring him in. Uh, but we started last time campaign open J- January 3rd, 1923. We are at. We started at the Imperial Institute in Kensington. We are in London. Uh, Professor Julius Smith, who I've mentioned, was giving a keynote address at the Challengers Foundation. Excuse me, the Challenger Foundation's lecture and banquet. Uh, you all uh, were were invited as guests because you were either friends of his or of his 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 uh, his dear wife Margaret, who had passed a couple of years back. So the professor had this long address. Basically, it dealt with apparitions. And how he was applying scientific analysis and skepticism to it and how he was talking about our minds, the way we perceive things, we're limited by our senses. And he concluded that as time progresses, what wonderful new discoveries might lay in wait for energetic minds and students of paraphysicality. After dinner, he, he asked you all to, st- to stick back. Uh, and doing so, he wanted to ask a favor because... Uh, two of his other friends and colleagues, one of whom is Reginald Abernathy, the other is Henry Stanley, uh, who used to procure, who has actually procured items for Smith and then shares like a love of trains and membership in the London Train uh, Train Spotters Association. Uh, they weren't there, even though they were meant to be there. Uh, and so Beddoes, who is Professor Smith's butler, discovered in a newspaper, a gossip newspaper, that Henry Stanley is believed to have possibly suffered spontaneous combustion. Uh, as he disappeared from his dormitory apartment, uh, and uh, he had recently acquired these items belonging to the Alexis family that has some kind of occult history that a few of you uh, had heard about. Uh, you went to his home. You met Miss Constance Atkins, uh, who had already taken steps to sort of essentially sell tickets to the dead room or the death room or something like that. Killian, who's not here tonight, distracted uh, Mrs. Atkins with a great deal of flirtation Uh and the rest of you kind of were searching around the room. You found, it was so strange. You found scorched train track marks, like like real life-sized width of train track marks inside of his small one-bedroom dormitory. You found smoke and ashy residue. There was heat damage to the wallpaper as well. You found a receipt to a, tro- uh, a toy train set that was purchased at the Crescent Treasury, which is a pawn and antique shop elsewhere in London. Uh, Miss, Miss Atkins thinks that that Henry just burned up. That's what the, that's what the, uh, the cops think as well. They also took this toy train set that he and Reginald were seen hauling up to his room prior to his death or prior to his disappearance. So the, the cops took the train set because it's the only thing that had an electrical charge. The only thing that could possibly cause a fire. 
there's no body, but everyone just sort of assumes Henry is dead. What happened to Reginald is a little unclear. Miss Atkins is not the greatest uh, of witnesses, so it's hard to say. But she did mention that the earth shook or the, the building shook at one point as well. Uh, so you guys decided to follow up on this Crescent Treasury. You got there. You, you, it was closed. There's an old man. It's referred to as an old Turk and kind of taciturn run the place, but he hadn't been there in a while. Uh, Joseph, you went to a grocer next door, kind of distracting them because and letting the others break into the shop. Uh, Pema, you found an accounting book that showed a toy train set had been purchased, uh, from the shop. Most likely the one, obviously that, that, uh, that Henry has. Uh, and then as I think it was Grigori and Killian were looking around, they couldn't find any, any evidence of any other toys. It was just like all this antique stuff. So it was kind of a weird kind of, uh, you know, weird just to see this one piece. As you were snooping though, uh, a, a patrolman, uh, was, was suddenly walking up kind of lured over here by a, another neighbor. Uh, and it was about to peek into the window uh, to see all of these people who had just broken in. So why don't we uh, start there? Uh, did you all do you all did your luck, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I am over 50. So, okay. yeah. You don't got to tell people your age, Melissa. It's fine. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we should just stream for the rest of the night. I can't get off stream now. <laughs> all right. Okay. So. Jeremy, uh, your character, uh, mm-hmm. Joseph, you're talking with, we'll call the grocer Augie. I think I called him Reggie last time, but I don't want to confuse him with Matt. So we'll call him Augie now. It's his real name. You're talking with him. He's showing you to a few different items. You look over and you see outside this uh, this patrolman. Uh, he is moving up very close to the window. This this older woman is kind of like, I saw them go down the alleyway right there, and then one of them climbed up in, went inside. And so she's kind of just giving the whole thing. And you can kind of hear vague bits and pieces of this, but did you have an idea of what you wanted to do here? I do have an idea. I think, what am I going to do? I'm going to take an entire dollar bill, more than these these produce would at all cost. I slam it down. I start walking that way. And then I do my best Buster Keaton impression. I dump all the produce in the ground. A melon goes rolling. I go stumbling after it. I trip over. I pratfall. I stand up after grabbing it. And then I slip on a banana peel and fall backwards into the guard. Okay. Uh, so this is all have. So let's let's do a test. Uh, this sounds like some sort of performance role, maybe. Or what were you? What would what would you want to roll um, to see your effectiveness? I I don't know. So the stuntman gives lots of like jump, dodge. Um, what about just something perform- like? Uh, I mean, we could just do, if you want, we could just do a straight, like a dex test. We could do that okay. too. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. that. As you want to control your body as you stumble around. Okay, I'll just roll dex, which I think I just click on it by itself. It should, Regular yeah, it just roll. Take yep. There we go. Okay, 26, uh, under 70. That's a hard success. So uh, you quickly, as Augie is trying to show you, I just got these uh, this morning. Uh, my, uh, my great, uh, my, my wonderful aunt, she's the one who pays. Hey, where are you going? You don't want my buns. Uh, and then you. Oh my God. You Here's your dollar, sir. Oh my God. I'm so clumsy. Look at these stupid fish fingers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you stumble out into the road. You're, you, you, you make this big show of like spilling, spilling all your stuff. Oh my you God. This, I'm a buffoon. Uh, and then you see as this guy is getting ready to lean in, the melon comes rolling right underneath his feet as he's leaning into the window. 
And then Joseph, you just bump into him and he's, oh, watch down the eating all this. Hey there, what are you doing, man? Watch where you're going. I'm so terribly sorry. I reach up, I put my hand on my shoulder, pulling myself up. And then that's when I slip on the next piece of produce and I fall down and I make sure to pull on his arm as what I fall. The, are you some kind of, you some kind of drunk here. What's wrong with you? You've been drinking already. It's only a little hour past 12. What's wrong with you? Now the rest of you. We've got a saying where I'm from. It's always noon somewhere. <laughs> Always noon. You start drinking at noon. Uh, the rest of you, you see through the window uh, this absolute comedic display happen. Uh, so, what are the three? Gregory, Pima, and then obviously we'll just say Killian goes with you. With you two, what? Uh, what do you all do? I say we run. Don't waste opportunity. I say we go back the way we came. Go back out the way we came in. Okay, so that's through the second story or through the back door? Because I think it was someone climbed in. I think it was, was it Grigori who climbed in the second story? Or maybe it oh, was I Killian. I think it One was One of you climbed in yeah. and then went and unlocked like a back door. So you want to just run out the back door? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Close so behind. We'll say you run out the back door. Uh, and, and in the time it takes you to run out, uh, did you take the accounting books or anything with you that you found? Or did you just leave everything? And they... Mm, they didn't seem very exciting to me. I was I looking think I, for more. I now know the information that I read in them. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Go big or go home. I take the accounting book. Okay. All right. Just mark it down. Track it so you know yep. you have it. Got it. Uh, so when the cops come looking for it later and it's on your person, we know uh, who to rest. <laughs> uh, so you go running out the back and I we cut like back books. to the front and the guy's like, get a hold of yourself before I'll hold you in, I will. And then he kind of okay, just sort sorry. of... Please, I implore you, take this half of a melon on me. It's already paid for. I'm incredibly sorry. Half of a melon. Hand. Why are you giving me? I want. Why would I want a half a melon that's been rolling around on the ground? What's wrong Please, with you, sir? Don't insult it. Listen to the man over there. His name is Augie. This is from his aunt. She's amazing. Oh, I know Augie. Please don't insult his aunt. Augie, your aunt is lovely, isn't she? Well, yeah, she's quite nice. Uh, I mean, she's uh, personality. And I'm just kind of like looks like an old hag. And then at this point, he'll he'll get the the cop will get so fed up. He's like, enough already, enough already. And he just goes peering inside. He's looking around, kind of looks a bit, kind of does a little knock on the door with his uh, sort of like a like was it a billy club or something. Mm-hmm. And he turns around. And he says to the woman, like, oh, I don't say nothing here, nothing. I I don't want to hear any more stories from you. Now everything looks fine, and then nothing's been taken. And it looks all fine. Don't be silly. I'm sure everything's fine. You probably just imagined it. And so, like, she starts yelling at him. He starts yelling back. And at this point, Joseph, you can probably easily start just slipping down that alleyway and away from this argument. I make sure to hand the poor woman who was put down by the policeman a banana before I leave. He's <laughs> like, I, what do I want a banana? Oh, thank you. Oh, God. What happened to your face? <laughs> she looks up and sees you. Life. <laughs> no, it, that's not life. And so then you... You wander out back. We'll say you meet up. You go down the alley. You probably put two and two together, and the, and, the, and you all manage to meet meet up. Having uh, so really, all you really found in here was just sort of confirmation that the uh, that the the train was sold uh, to Henry. I think you also found out that it was purchased some months back from the uh, estate. From an, from the estate auction of the Alexis family. Yeah. And so Matt, just for, for your benefit, the Alexis family was like, it's like an occult family, but like 
the father Randolph Alexis uh, died in like 1897 or something like that. And then the son died like a couple years back. And specifically with the son, he was rumored to have uh, like they think he was murdered. He disappeared in 1917. They think he was murdered and that people were trying like the rumor, like the rumor is or at least what the, the reports are, is that like he was murdered. There was blood and smoke found at the place uh, where he was murdered. And so there's just assumption that someone was trying to burn evidence and stuff. Uh, OK, so we'll say you all meet up. What do you th- what do you guys want to do now? It's still, we'll say just past but just past lunchtime or so. I'm eating half a melon. Looks delicious. It does. Please share. My friend Augie, his aunt raised it. Well, that looks delicious. Yes. We, I mean, we had some information, but no sign of train. We, We do. We are certain that there is a connection between this train uh, that was just purchased, um, and that this connects back to a possible other disappearance, which a room with smoke and blood. So that's two rooms with smoke in five years. And that mm-hmm. was with the Alexi family, correct? Yep, Albert mm-hmm. Alexis. And you do know, by the way, there was some confusion last time that you do know that the cops took the train like uh, Miss Atkins, Mrs. Atkins told you, like they took it into evidence. Oh, sorry. Well, we go steal train from police or we go talk to Alexis family. This might be a grease the wheels kind of a situation that perhaps if we have enough uh, funds or connections that we might be able to get access to the train. Got a feeling that all of you look, you're all fantastic people, but I get the feeling that amid a lot of us, we're more likely to have somebody like our mutual friend be able to do that on our behalf. That is true. He's got a lot to pull with university. So you want well, to try to see if uh, Professor Smith uh, can can make, pull some strings? Um, you do know that... I think it was Beddoes mentioned, or maybe it was Smith mentioned that they uh, they had ruffled some feathers uh, at uh, mm. because uh, because of some some investigation that they were doing, some skeptical like like the kind of some debunking, and then they were kind of throwing their weight around. Oh. They could still do it, like they could still give it a go, uh, but it's not mm. a guarantee. What about and I? There's the train spotters group that perhaps we might be able to talk to them and someone there might be able to find a train spotting reason to get access to that train with the police that's a good idea beyond good practically brilliant amazing pema let's do okay so you do actually have uh, a name with this. Arthur Butter uh, was the name that was given to you. Uh, and that you have, uh, I think it was uh, Dr. Smith gave you all a uh, address. Uh, and it was essentially is a residential home, which also serves as like the headquarters of the Transpotters Association. <laughs> so if that's where we're headed, no problem. Uh, so eventually you'll get over, you'll get over there. You get across town. It'll probably take a little time to get there, but it'll still be afternoon by the time you get there. It's not too long. Uh, but when you, when you arrive, you do notice that there appears to be, it's a very nice home. 
uh, and it's uh, two stories. Uh, you can see there's no gate or anything, uh, but there's a very nice kind of garden out front. Uh, but you also see that there appears to be um, a vehicle, a couple vehicles uh, on the on the side of the road, uh, which is a little surprising. Uh, there's not that many kind of in this in this area, but you see it kind of congregating here. And when you get up to the door to kind of to kind of uh, sort of announce your announce your presence, the door opens up uh, immediately, and it's just like welcome, welcome, welcome. We are just anyway. So ple- pleasure to meet you. Come. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and so, who would probably be the one who's out front uh, of this? Who do we think is like there and like uh, out in front of the group? Who's the face here? Oh, they. Um... I vote the brain trust. Pema. I agree. <laughs> so okay. I'm imagining that she just sort of gets pushed forward. Are you going? Oh. Hello. Uh, hello, Matt. Good day. Um, sorry, I didn't realize. Uh, are you a out-of-town member or something? Well, uh, are we here for the luncheon? We are interested in perhaps joining the luncheon. Uh, the name is uh, Ms. Domduck. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, Ms. Nonak. I'm um, Mr. Arthur Butler. Pleasure, pleasure. Uh, Hello, sir. Good evening. Oh, goodness. Uh, I beg your pardon. Hello, sir. Sir, Mr. Tidwell and uh, Kozal. Mr. Tidwell, are you you ill? I'm sick of life, but I'm happy at it. Smashing, smashing. uh, might might we trouble you for for a, a moment of your time, uh, just for, before you have your uh, luncheon? Uh, well, if you don't mind. I, we are in the middle of a uh, very very fast debate. Um, sh- yeah, I um, uh, go ahead and roll a charm test, or oh, or no. something else, something no. else. Mm, see, this is where I just want to uh, burn your luck. Is what I'm doing, <laughs> right? So that yes. when we get to the stuff where it's life or death, you don't have it anymore. I, you should let them know, Pema, that our good friend Kozel here is a master debater. Yes, that we are. Uh, I am. I have debated myself many times. Okay, so I, I will always win. figure out the math on this. I rolled a 39 and I needed a 15, so I'm going to spend the 24. luck to make that work. 20 for luck. Uh, and he's like, well, um, of course, of course. Um, I, I suppose more than Marriott. Oh, there's a quite a uh, quite a few chaps in here who will uh, want to bend your ear and tell you all about uh, very, the newest locomotive design. So very fascinating conversations that are happening. Uh, I assume all of you are uh, avid uh, train goers as well. From, you have similar associations and he kind of like steps aside, open, like kind of let, letting you all in. And you can of hear. Course. Yeah. So as you step in, you can hear the sounds of like people like glass glasses and uh, and like and like plates kind of, kind of clinking here and there and the sound of conversation happening. And as he kind of leads you in, uh, it's a very nice home, but you can see it's it's decorated. Not not unlike um, uh, not unlike Henry Stanley's home. There's like all sorts of like just train paraphernalia. Like you just see like like looks like paintings, photographs, like little models and stuff uh, as he weaves you back to the sort of, kind of dining hall, sort of like where everyone's kind of seated around this uh, this table. There's drinks. There's uh, some basic food. And you see probably about six or seven folks kind of all scattered about. Uh, and they go, hello, hello, hello. We've got new guests. Uh, so, uh, perspective members. Uh, and they're like, oh, here it, cha-cha, yes, yes, perspective members. Oh, we could use a little fresh blood. Yes, we could. And so um, they're all kind of, so they're, they're all the kind of, you can see like they come up, shake hands, introduce themselves, they get up to Joseph and they go, oh, dear God, man, are you, are you, 
Well, you will. Uh, so that happens like four or five times in very comedic succession. Uh, you uh, you kind of mingle for a few minutes. You just hear various stories. Uh, people are kind of making you interrupt conversations. They're talking about all sorts of things. Uh, you hear stories about like, you know, Orient Express. You hear stories about uh, basically, you know, any, you know, all these new train designs, engineering, uh, also like the uh, like different routes. Uh, you hear all, you know, people telling different stories here and there. Uh, and it's just like these people are very, very into trains. Uh, so after a few minutes, like you're maybe you're given a drink or two. Mm-hmm. What uh, what are you going to try to do here? I'm going to try to distract them. I'm going to talk about all my favorite fist fights that have happened on top of a moving train. I'm also going to use some of my background in mechanical engineering to tell them about times I've done some repairs on trains. And the difference between doing a quality job versus doing the quick fix to get things moving. Okay. Uh, those both sound like really wonderful ideas, especially the mechanical repair one. That'll probably get them very, very interested. If you want to roll that as like a, uh, as like a, a skill for, for engaging with them, go for it. Uh, okay. what are Gregory and, and, uh, and Pema doing? I will know. burn the lock. Go for it. So that's going to be, we need to make connection to get into police station to view train, right? Yes. Uh, why don't he's distracting? I can certainly tell stories about all the trains I've ridden as I traveled the world, but um, maybe we bring up the fact that we were talking to a professor. There's professor not liked here. I don't remember sometimes. He was he was a member here in the past okay. when he was younger, and so was okay. Henry Stanley too. You would know that both of them were members of the of the Trains Butters Association. Uh, maybe we bring a professor telling us about the model train, but it was with the Alexis family that sold off a few times. We want to see it, but now it is said to be in police custody. And we would really love to see. So do you I'm say playing? this? Do you no, say I'm running this, this by Pema. Okay, I okay. want Pema to approve first. I don't, I'm really good at shooting things from a far away. But not so much sweet talking train fanboys. Pema, so, he was talking to you to make sure you would approve that strategy. Yeah, sorry. I was uh right ahead. Okay, okay. so I find so, someone. Yeah, so close. Arthur will come to you, uh, the your your host, and he'll say, uh, and he'll he'll sort of speak with you. It's like uh, uh your, your, your strange ill friend over there is a very, uh, well, well, he seems to be you know, quite a thing or two about uh, machinery and such. I, I wonder if he was an engineer at some point in his life. What about you, sir? What, uh, what brought you uh, to be uh, a member of, uh, you know, the, the Brotherhood well, it, Train Lovers? It comes as a, the two, two heads, as you say. One, I've traveled many. I, I hunt for a living. And you riding trains through Africa, Europe, America, everywhere. So I've seen many, uh, but more so I have good friend, and I'm forgetting the professor's name, but I'll I'll name drop it. Professor him Smith. Yeah, you're good. Smith. He, he, professor Smith. He says he used to be member here. Oh yes, yes. Well, he hasn't really attended. He hasn't really attended many meetings since, uh, since his wife passed. I think he's uh, become a bit of a more reclusive. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, but, but yes, he has been we, we keep, telling us here recently 
of this model train, this very elaborate, nice model train. We've been trying to actually hunt it down because we all want to see it. And it was tied to Alexi family and then sold off to a, a shop. And then we're trying to hunt it down. And we found someone who had bought it. But sadly, this person committed crime or something of that. I'm not sure on the details. And it's currently in police evidence. And we were hoping that maybe you would know some way that we could look at it. Because Professor Smith says so many wonderful things about the set. That it's this. Uh, Are you playing a joke on me? Is this some sort of... Uh... I don't know your language well enough to joke. Oh, uh, translation error. Uh, yes, yes, I did detect a, a bit of a uh, Russian yes. accent, perhaps. Yeah, he playing his nose on face, yes. It was a train set. It was taken by the police. Well, sir, I uh, am in possession of that train set. They, uh, they yeah. actually asked. Yes, indeed. They asked us to inquire. They, they, were, they know how it worked. Left, right, this or that. The, and understand the trains, the modeling, the electricity. And so they asked us as a... As a favor. Uh, so I heard that actually, does it produce actual smoke or steam? Because I heard it produces smoke, but I do not see how. Uh, it, well, and you see he, his face kind of gets a little grim. Well, um, it does not produce either of those things. Uh, it was it was handed over to my care because the police wanted, we were investigating the disappearance of our dear friend and member, Mr. Henry Stanley. And you hear Evan just go, ding, 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 ding. Mr. Henry Stanley, may he rest in peace. Uh, very sad, very sad. And he kind of like his face gets a little dark at that point. But but uh, they, they thought perhaps it uh, faulty wiring or something or some such might have mm. caused a fire within his home. But we, um, but I don't see how on earth. I, I ran it once uh, down to the basement, of course, and... Uh, I don't see anything untoward about it, broken, anything of that kind. Um, mm. Yes, you're the second person today who's actually inquired about it. Really? Yes, yes. I did not realize the professor told so many people about it. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't, but it's just not something that comes up in casual conversation. Oh, no, it was a, a friend of Mr. Mr. Stanley, in fact. Yeah. Oh, the, did um, you have Mr. Mr. Abernathy, I believe it was. Yes. Oh. yes, he's down in the basement now, I believe, inspecting. Oh. Come, 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 come with me. Come, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, let me let me grab my friend uh, Pema here and our sick Mr. Tidwell. He is the most mechanically inclined. I'm sure he would be very entertained by this. Now, gentlemen, I swear to you, I shoved chewing gum in there, and it worked like a charm. I... They all look chewing gum. Oh, what? Chewing gum? Wow. No, you must. You must be. I swear to you. In a pinch no, for an hour. No, sir. Not long term. No, sir. I don't. No, 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 no. No, we won't believe it. No, we've heard way too many of your stories, sir. I do not believe chewing gum would have done that at all. Not at all. Emma will sort of link arms uh, with Mr. Tidwell. Um, didn't really hear kind of any of the conversation, but she'll just sort of come in and just say, I assure you gentlemen uh if he informed you that this happened it happened exactly as he tells it and she'll sort of wink and kind of pull mr tinwell along and so beauty did drag the beast away <laughs> you're like the only woman in the room so all of them are just like what well, uh, yes indeed ma'am whatever you say ma'am yes 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 uh so day, you start sirs. you start 
moving down down the stairs and like uh butter arthur butter is kind of telling talking as you go down to mainly to gregory but he occasionally he'll turn and speak louder so like joseph and, and pema can hear and he's like yes yeah, to be true with uh mr mr kozel uh man i must say that running the train didn't really give me much pleasure all i really ever did was all i thought about poor poor mrs stanley he was a he's a good man troubled man but a good one nonetheless uh he, he had a very good eye, of course, uh, for trains, for all manner of things. Never, he always wanted to travel uh, across uh, across Europe, of course, but he was never able to procure the funds. Mm. But uh, he's not. That's not the only reason. But the the, the the train is also between you and I is in a bit of poor taste, I believe. It's a lovely piece of equipment, uh, but it's modelled on a very well. It was modeled on a London Liverpool Express. I'm sure you've heard the stories. Uh, 1897, derailed on its route yes. to Liverpool, and more than 100 people perished. Uh, this is quite the tragedy. It made yes, yes. And it's the not rounds, the kind yeah. of thing that should be made into a to a, to a toy. I think uh, not at all. No, it is. I agree. It is. I did not know this. It is no. rather morbid. Yes, it, well, I doubt it was uh, of international claim. It was, uh, it was all over the news, uh, I would imagine. I was a, I was a much younger man back in those days, of course, and still strange. I was quite interested in it. I've read about it numerous times, of course. My studies. Uh, oh, yep. Yeah, oh, here, here we are. Here we are. And he kind of pushes the door open, and you see a uh, uh, this 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 basement that's probably i don't know 20 by 10 or so and the shelves are lined with all manner of like uh of like of like train uh, like different types of trains engines pieces for layouts but you see a large table in the in the in the beginning where there's this there's this set that's laid out with these undulating hills and little fake trees and stuff that have been kind of placed here and there and we see a man matt what, who do we see? Not just any man. No, you see a man, <laughs> average height and build, uh, dark hair, kind of slicked back, a well-dressed suit. He's got a big, thick mustache, uh, and he's bent over some books, uh, reading some volumes, and he kind of turns as the, the group comes in and looks at all of you. Greetings. Dear God, Reggie. You magnificent bastard. Get over here. I'm giving you a hug right now. He, he looks at you and he's just kind of like, Joseph? Joseph Tidwell? Joey? Is that you? You're damn right it's me. Oh, good God, man. It's been forever. It's been ages. How have you been? I've I've been shot several times, but I've had a lot of fun since then. <laughs> Come here. Oh, oh, you smell wonderful. What is that? In you smell hand? like fish, just as always. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. So what are you uh, doing here? Yeah, so Mr. President, like, oh, you know each other. How how, how delightful! How, how how what a what a wonderful occurrence this is in such a you know in light of such tragedy. Of course, it's bringing you together. Um, but yeah, have you discovered anything, Mr. Abernathy, about the train? Yeah, anything of interest? No, not yet. I haven't covered anything of uh, interest. How about you, uh, Lot? And uh, Pema will sort of look at our host um, and just sort of say, "Well, thank you, sir, uh, very much for." Uh, Introducing us to Mr. Abernathy, I'm sure you are quite busy with all of your guests. Oh, yes, 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 we are indeed. Um, well, uh, well, uh, you've all been very kind, and I 
stories, Mr. Tidwell, sir. Uh, uh, the police don't want the train back. They have essentially, I've given my report that there is no possible unearthly way that this machine could have uh, triggered a blaze uh, of such heat and uh, totality to have harmed our my dear friend Stanley, and to be honest, having it here on the premises is, um, and knowing it is down here has caused me to, to lose a, a bit of sleep at night. So if you um, feel that interested, um, and you have the means, you're welcome to take it with you if you like. If not, you can stay here. Of course, I have no no problem. You can work down here as well. I'm sure is, the chairs will be. Is there a back entrance that you would like us to take it out of, so as not no. to uh, interrupt your guests? Oh, Bishop Walsh, it's fine. Yes, yes, you just got out the front the way you came. Uh, how large is this thing, and how troublesome? It's like two of you to first? carry it. Basically, it's a little, it's a little bulky. Because uh, I mean, the train mm-hmm. said it's the train itself is is fine. It's just like it's like the track that it's on because it's like yeah. a, you know, think of it like a, a decent piece of plywood. Uh, it's okay. not huge, but like, and it's got like little mounds and things like that. Okay. Which uh, yeah, so like, but he'll he'll offer to let you keep it if you want to stay and look at it. Either way is fine. He seems to be pretty agreeable. I wouldn't mind uh, taking a look around for a little bit. And when we've quite finished with that, we can certainly uh, take it up and, and find a new home for it. I, um, I, I must say it, it does seem that you were treating this with much more reverence than his uh, former landlady, who just, uh, if I can share a story out of turn, is selling tickets to see his room. Oh, goodness. Good. I know. It's just, it's so shameful. That is very shameful. My, Mr. Stanley was, um, as I said, a colorful character, but he was, he was worth more than such treatment. That's, that's very that's, upsetting, in fact. This is friend, Jensa. you might want to know what she is doing. Well, I suppose ignorance is bliss, but you've taken that from me now, haven't you, Miss Namdak? I will, uh, well, I, will, I will speak with the Jensen. Perhaps we might be able to uh, to compel her to, uh, to 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 perhaps uh, remove such a such a just a tasteless and cruel joke. She she did seem to be uh, attempting to re, re, recuperate the lost rent on the room. So perhaps if a pool might be put together, she might be convinced to leave the space. Uh, I beg your pardon. She is without. making a mockery of. Uh, the memory of our friend, and you want us to pay her? Is this some sort of... Surely you, you jest here. I was just letting you know the uh, reason why she gave for selling tickets to said room. You can do with that as you would like. Well, you certainly have. So I suppose I shall as well. And you get a sense he's kind of getting a little little, little annoyed, actually. A little frustrated. Not necessarily at you, but kind of the whole situation. He's like, well... Have at it. If I can answer any questions, we'll be upstairs. Uh, Otherwise, um, um, when you're done, you're welcome to rejoin the festivities above. We're going to be having a small uh, memorial on Mr. Stanley and a few of our friends and want to say a word or two about him. uh, Be most welcome to join us. Uh, Day. And then you hear door open and he goes up the stairs. And you all are left down here in this basement. Uh, with this train set. So let me um, let me tell you a little about it. So, uh, like I said, it's like it's a hard, it's a big hardwood board. It's probably large and heavy enough to to need at least two people. You would say probably to move it comfortably in a way. Um, it could probably be dragged, but otherwise, if you want to move it careful, um, there's not any like 
like you can tell like the scenery that's been placed on it is loose. Like he put it down himself. Like you can see like little trees and stuff on, on his, on his shelves that he brought out. Uh, but you do see there's like a variety of like these ramps and stuff that kind of creates this altered circuit. And there's this sort of twisted figure eight pattern that it kind of makes. Uh, so the train itself, uh, as you mentioned, is sort of modeled after that 1897 crash. Uh, it's the small brown and black train. Uh, there's uh, two wooden coaches, uh, wooden and metal coaches. There's this massive black engine, and then there's a, ten- a tender, which is essentially a co- like kind of like a coal car, if you know what that looks like. Uh, and uh, yeah, and you can see that each one of them has like a, a serial number on it and everything. Uh, but yeah, this is the train that you see in front of you. What do you want to do? Play with it. That's an option. Okay. Joseph, you uh, you take the train, you put it down, go through the motions, and you see it start to... I wish I had actual music for that. That would have been smart, but I don't. Um, but that's what you should <laughs> It's close enough. Uh so, okay, so you just see it kind of start spinning around, spinning around, and spinning around. Uh, anyone else doing anything? I'd like to examine it closely. You want to? I don't know what pick that is. Off? Why it's running? Yeah, if, you, yeah. Okay. As it kind of goes around, let's pick it up and observe it. Okay, so you pick Look it up. Look it over. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, why don't you roll? So if you pick it up and just take a look at it. Um, I would say because you're you specifically looking at it closely, you don't need to roll. And then it probably makes sense that you would even notice this too, Reginald, as you notice as you pick it up and you're looking at it, you're kind of sort of pick it up, hold it up, look underneath it. Uh, you notice that there are these strange symbols uh, that seem to have been scratched on the undercarriage of each car. I'm not sure can what I, they mean. You can try. You can roll try. something. Um, you can, like anthropology or archaeology or occult or you it would be an occult test when they could occult would i would say but it's probably going to be an extreme success you're going to need do you point that out to the rest of us Ah, see here look at these markings this is i've turned accents change (laughs) uh i locked my character sheet roll okay and i'm sorry it was extreme it's gonna be extreme yeah for this Good God, I did it. You did it. Wow. Uh, That's not an an extreme test, is it? Isn't that good? I set the difficulties extreme. So what's Uh, your occult? What's your occult test? That's not extreme. So occult, so you would need to roll one. uh, So one. To regular success. So you got a regular success. You would need. So for 75, that's what? A 15? I think it's a 15 you would need. Gotcha. Would you like to spend the luck? It's a lot of luck. <laughs> it's a lot of luck to spend. Do you round up or down I, on uh, those? I have no idea. So whatever <laughs> favors the players is fine. Well, technically, the math says 19. So, I mean, you saved for luck. <laughs> so are you are you spending the luck, Matt? Right. No, I'm not going to. Okay. I, I can't quite make out what this means. Anybody else? And I'll pass the train around. Oh, I have really no strange idea. markings. I would like to find a piece of paper and pencil uh, and do a relief sure. etching thing on all the markings. I don't know what they mean, but we can. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. 
I think he explodes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's the graphic in foundry of like the four right. skulls to say it's like no so you Je- really didn't pass so jeremy for those who can't see because we just showed the time <laughs> jeremy just rolled an occult test in foundry and he rolled a hundred uh and there's four <laughs> skulls on the display <laughs> oh very my. much a crit test uh so <laughs> so yeah uh joseph you probably look at that and you know you know you would think that you know it likely is some kind of uh just sort of some sort of markings that the uh, uh that the manufacturer probably made and just sort of probably worn down over time from sort of you know what are they why are they all fascinated with it it just looks like normal stuff it's hobo scribble they leave those markings <laughs> to each other ah same old tiddlywinks ah that's come on now <laughs> there's more to it than that uh, Pemo would like to look at the track mm-hmm. just to see if there's anything about the track that uh, seems uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, looking at the track, no, there's nothing that really kind of stands out. There's not, um, yeah, there's not too much in terms of like decoration. It's very, very plain. Uh, but there is like, there is this sort of peculiarly twisted pattern. Uh, so the pattern itself kind of looks. Like it's it's probably not that the sort of a, the type of pattern you would normally see uh, for like a regular train set. Uh, so you can see it's it's un it's strangely kind of you know circuitous in a way uh, that most trains are a little bit more kind of rounded or like a very simple uh, you know figure eight. This is just all kind of so sort of why would anyone do something like that? I could do the etching, correct? Yeah, that's no problem. Yeah, they will also get another piece of paper and try and do a duplicate of the if you point out those squiggly wiggly track and the yeah uh yes uh, mr cozell i i was wondering uh our 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 good host mentioned that this train is a model after the uh, london to liverpool derailment that occurred i it was crossing my mind that perhaps this track might have to do with the track that was laid for the course of that train perhaps I, i'm not myself familiar with the accident but I we might be able either. to find I some was, information yeah i think you're we do research because yeah i'm not familiar with accidents and this seems even for the british this seems very um extra if you what would you all think of um, this might be a, a, a bit uncouth, but I am always interested to hear what is said about individuals. And it sounded like they were going to do a bit of a memorial upstairs. Uh, might we want to listen to that a little before we remove this train from the premises? Uh, we can. Uh, before we take it out, I would like to pick up all the the tracks. and Because you said it's loose on there, right? No, only like these little, like these little, uh, like uh, trees, trees are the track is, and... is adhered to it. Um, okay. you might even notice like when you like, it's, it's sitting on top of a, on top of a fairly nice, you know, table. Uh, but it's like, it, it's not wobbling or anything. It's a little bit bigger than the table itself. Uh, but it kind of doesn't like, as you kind of reach down, it's, there's a very, very, very slight wobble, uh, but nothing too perceptible. It doesn't seem to affect the track. 
Who has the is, Who has the train? By the way, is uh, is, it, is it being passed around and, and investigated, or I took the etchings, but after that, I'd mm. be done with it. So, well, Mister Tidwell did try to look at it. It's true. <laughs> it's, you see, this symbol here means that people will give you food. This one means that they're going to run you off. Is there one for beware of scary dog? Uh, fourth one down. Oh, that is good to know. Speaking with complete confidence <laughs> and utter idiocy. I'm your muted, Matt. Oh, yes, I know. Come on, Joey. Let's go find ourselves a drink while these two go listen to that morbid eulogy. Fantastic. I feel like drinking always makes morbid things better. Makes everything better. In fact, okay. drinking makes drinking better. So all of you go back upstairs? I mean, we're drinking, so yes. Okay. So you go back upstairs. You hear all manner of, like, you know, conversation as like as you're coming up. Like, they're talking about this or that. There's this, there's this like, lengthy conversation about... Um, about how like the the Orient Express, the the train station in Milan is going through these heavy renovations and like there's this really dry in an overly done like discussion over whether or not the new renovations are actually going to improve efficiency and others like there's no possible way it can and it already was a tip top place to begin with. And then there's another man who's talking about how in Bulgaria he once, when he was riding the train, he almost got attacked by bandits. And so there's all these random like stories that are being told. Uh, you find yourself a drink, you know, you hear some kind of, you know, people kind of talking here and there. And then kind of one by one, like people just kind of go around, you know, at a certain point and they kind of say various memories about, uh, about, you know, about Henry Stanley. And um, nothing is sort of too out of the ordinary. Uh, most of them are. Like most memories that are show that are shared have to do with some kind of, of sort of train set. And I remember this one time when we, uh, as we were out on the veranda, we were talking. Uh, oh, what was it about? Uh, who was it with? It was oh, well, Mr. Partridge, old Walter. He's not here. Speaking of Orient Express, and he kind of gets starts wandering off in the middle of this eulogy. Yes, yes, I heard. I heard Mr. Walter there. He was planning a trip uh, this season. In fact, yes, yes. Oh, I suppose Mr. Stanley will never be able to ride his. He so wanted to. Perhaps we should uh, we should uh, find if we could get some sort of memento from this um, uh, this uh, landlady and see if uh, old, old old Wally could bring it on the train. Uh, Henry and posthumously traveling across. And, and I'm like, oh, that, that sounds like a fine idea. Wonderful, excellent suggestion. And you hear tink, 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 tink. Uh, and then, yeah, it keeps circling around. But there's nothing really said that kind of sort of stands out as like being horribly suspicious. Uh, every memory has to do with one of their meetings or a train or an, like a new photo or a new design uh, or a book. Like, I, actually, you know, I should go over to that home because I do think I lent Mr. Stanley one of my encyclopedias on Eastern European engine design. Uh, Perhaps I can retrieve it. Would that be? And they're like, would that be? Would that be untoward? You think if I? Well, no, I could just get another. I, I'll, I'll get another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, but that, the love this that is, man had a train. He'd want you to have it. Why well, be a shame if you didn't get it? That's that's true. Yes, 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 yes. Whose hands would it fall into? Some random person appraising his belongings that won't appreciate it. 
for your... Yes. Yes, uh, you're absolutely correct, strange yellowish green man. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> and so, yeah, the memorial is pretty mild. Uh, stories are kind of mundane. Uh, and they all kind of meander off. And they, they half the time they're not even talking about Stanley. But uh, one of them was just like, oh, yes. And I remember Henry and I, we bonded. Yes, we bonded. He, when he first arrived uh, in London, when he came from, uh, you know, from, from where... Wherever it is he came from, I don't recall. Uh, he, he told me about how, uh, how the station lost his baggage. Can you believe that? That's terrible. And then I told him, yes, that one time I was in Constantinople, and they lost mine as well. Uh, and, uh, and well, he and I became fast friends. And every time we see each other, we say, they find it yet. And I say, no, they haven't. And we share a good laugh, laugh, laugh. I suppose we won't be sharing any laughs anymore. Well, Mr. Henry Stanley, perhaps up in heaven... They will finally have his baggage. And everyone's like, um, that's Mr. Henry Stanley. And they like, they follow and it's all very awkward like that. <laughs> Emma would like to try to see if uh, she could sort of drop anything about um, Randolph Alexis. Just inquiring if he was a member of uh, this group as well. Uh, so... You can see that when you do, um, like a few of them will kind of get looks and like if you, you know, like if you're just like name dropping, you know, they'll be, oh, Liverpool, London to Liverpool, 1897. Yes, yes, of course, of course. So I don't have to know that train. Yes, but um, no, 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 Mr. Mr. Uh, Randolph Lexi, no, never, never any uh, association with us. No, not at all. Uh, well, other than, obviously, the stories of his demise and how the train went off the track in such a peculiar manner. And the missing cars, of course, no one's seen for quite some time. Oh, other than that, no. But no, the man himself, we don't really know. Missing cars, you say? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're asking about the man. You have not heard the story. I have spent uh, some time in London, but uh, not my whole life, as you can imagine. I have not heard the story. And they like three different guys are like kind of pushing over themselves to try to tell the story. They're like, no, no, that's not how it is. No, no, not that, you fool. Oh, come on now. No, no, no. Finally, Arthur kind of like takes over and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As we said, 1897, very, very terrible incident. Derailed northwest of London. Yeah, strange circumstances, as we said. The engine, the tender, first two carriages were never recovered, in fact, from the river. Uh, it went over, clear on out, plunged in. Uh, the waters were very. Uh, Naturally high that year, of course, yes, yes. Uh, all the remaining carriages wrecked something of along a hundred people or so, killed, missing, etc. You know, police, uh, investigators, they were speculating that perhaps there was some sort of anarchist movement involved. Uh, but uh, but there's no real evidence for that. Uh, no real cause for the disaster was ever really shown. Now, there was a diving team. Yes, I remember the diving team. I'm getting to that. The diving team, as I was saying, uh, they didn't find anything when they dove into the waters looking around. As I said, the, the river was unnaturally high due to unusual rains in the season. And there's been people over the years, fictitious, some claiming to be journalists, that speculated the missing coaches had been carried downstream. <laughs> and they all... <laughs> Everyone kind of laughs at that. And like, now listen, uh, my, my my good lady, gentlemen, uh, new friends, 
uh, uh, I think we all know <laughs> 70 plus so are done locomotives at least are very unlikely to drift downstream or anywhere in fact oh yes oh goodness uh, and of course there's those who find some sort of supernatural something or other with it but um, ah whatever anyhow yeah, that was many years ago was that 20, 30, 26 years ago um, some other disaster as such popped up and everyone moved on. That is quite a fascinating story. Thank you, all of you gentlemen, for uh, for sharing that. No, you're, you're quite welcome, my lady. You're, you're quite welcome. And she'll sort of look back to the rest yeah. of the group. That is certainly an interesting story, is it not? It certainly is. I have to wonder. I know it's a long stretch, but I do happen to study people to some extent. If I was wandering, looking around the room, looking at people's reactions, is it possible I might try some sort of psychology check to see if anybody reacted in a different way than just ha 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 guffaw? Sure. Uh, psychology roll. Yeah, go ahead. Give it a roll. See what happens. I'm not very good at it, but I at least have it. Nope. <laughs> got to farm those. You got to farm that XP, man. That's how you do it, right? I know. Uh, you have to try. You get nothing from anyone really some of them are um some of them look to be kind of um laughing along some of them look to be kind of angry at like being cut off when they wanted mm. to tell the story uh but you know you don't really see anything other than that and then some of them are are drunk uh you can say at this point uh, i'll just buy them another round then okay you don't really have to buy, by the way. We're at a home, so you just go and you get oh, this I servants see. coming of around. Course. <laughs> it's open. Okay. Uh, what else y'all doing? Uh, there was a, a Walt, Mr. Walter that was mentioned. Have you guys investigated that person before? Who was no. planning a trip with them? This is the first time you heard it. Uh, if you going if you, to... Oh, uh, uh, yes, Walter Partridge. Yes, yes, uh, he's... In, Association member, he's out. Uh, he's he's currently away. He's up country. Uh, however, all uh, oh, he was planning a trip on the Orient Express this season, uh, and uh, he wanted to see uh, if the the new upgrades to the train uh, can do any better getting through the snow of the the Balkans. He used to complain for hours on end about the snow in the Balkans. Never bring up snow in the Balkans around Mr. Partridge. Wally will not stop complaining. You bring it up once, it'll be three weeks before he's done complaining about it. Never met a man who so hated snow in the Balkans. Uh, very, very specific thing to be angry about, but yet that's our Wally. <laughs> Good chap, yes. And he's planning a trip with Mr. Stanley, yeah? Oh, no, 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 no. Mr. Stanley, unfortunately... Would not be someone who could afford uh, such a such an endeavor. Uh, yeah. We were saying that perhaps Mister Mister Partridge Wally could uh, carry a small memento of uh, Mister Stanley's onto the train during his trip, so as a, a way of saying goodbye or such something like that. I see. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure, and I'm just sort of fishing here a little bit, um, but I'm just wondering if I'm sort of looking around at mm -hmm. the people just to see what I see, if anyone seems to be sort of 
shying away from anything or yeah, it's more of a spot already, kind of a thing. No, that would be a psychology thing. Uh, okay. you're trying That's to like, read body language. That's what covered. Joseph was doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. As far as as far as Joseph could tell, at least doesn't look like anybody was other than kind of annoyed at not being able to tell the tell the story. Doesn't seem like anyone was too upset. Okay. Uh, um, can but, I snoop? Like, can I you know look for a washroom or something? And of course. Uh, so you you I mean you don't have to. You can just leave. Uh, then no one will, no one will stop you if you ask for the washroom. You four or five different people try to point out which direction it is and. Yeah, no problem. Um, the other thing you guys can do, you can always do like a like an idea roll if you ever feel like you're super stuck and you don't know what to do. You can always try to roll an idea roll and maybe get some kind of uh, kind of hint, uh, that kind of thing about what you might want to kind of uh, poke towards. Uh, but uh, Pema, as you're snooping around, what is it you're looking to try to accomplish? Oh, I like libraries and offices. So if... There's either of those two rooms accessible, not locked. Sure. Uh, sure. Roll us. I would say roll some sort of stealth test. Then, if you're going to start going into other rooms where the party does not seem to be focused, <laughs> that is a seventy-four over twenty. Okay, so you start moving uh, into one like like his his sort of private office, private study, and you hear <clears throat> uh, Miss Pema, uh, uh, come 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 with us. Here. We wanted to show you something. Yeah, uh, we, well, to be honest, the, me and the boys we're kind of curious uh, if uh, which one of us you think uh, is. Uh, <clears throat> Better looking. Uh, I'll be honest. Most of the time, we look at each other and we see uh, ourselves, and we never, very rarely, do we get a, a women's touch. And so, uh, having uh, having a consultation would be, would be quite lovely, if, if you don't mind. Uh, this way, please. Do, <laughs> do the rest of us see or hear this? I, you might, you might hear it down the hall or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And so, Pema. Um, given that she's sort of like trained in like zoology and things like that. as she is, so she is not going to miss a beat and she is going to go, well, you know, in the zoological sciences, when you're deciding which animals should go into which exhibits, we actually do have to look and try and decide which of the animals are more attractive than the others. Cause the more attractive animals are going to bring visitors to the zoo. And so she's like making this comparison to them. It's like animals and like objective ideas just, of like attractiveness. This is utterly fascinating. This mountain is not deck. Absolutely fascinating. Yes, yes, yes. You know, uh, you know, many animals uh, are, are actually transported uh, to uh, to London here yeah, via, via via train. Well, well, not via train, via boat, in fact. But then, then via train. Uh, tell us more. And then so like they're kind of fumbling over themselves as they're trying to talk. It, you can tell it's just sort of like this, like a few of them are ineffectually trying to flirt uh, in a very awkward way. Or maybe Pema <laughs> doesn't notice that. Uh, but that's essentially what's what's kind of going down. She's she's giving the uh, well, actually, <laughs> like nice. bookish information nice. in response oh, wow. to their nice. questions. <laughs> all right. So what do the rest of you all want to do? I have to tell about the time I was in a gunfight on a train. Oh, God. One time with the shot game from a train. Who, why don't, why don't one of you go ahead and roll an idea roll? 
so I think it's just an intelligence roll. Ooh, can um, I roll that? Yeah. I've had it. Ooh, not bad. Look, the big brain's on Reggie. 26 under 80. Uh, Reggie, you you were, were probably the one that this would probably make the most sense to you, actually, because you helped uh, Mr. Stanley uh, bring the train up to his uh, up to his room. Uh, you stayed for a little while uh, and, you know, he was kind of you helped him sort of get it in place, move some furniture around, set it up and everything. Uh, and then he, he tried to get you to stay because he was going to kind of he was going to play with it and he was going to kind of show you how it works and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you had to leave for whatever reason. And on your way out, you saw like you you saw like the, the Miss Atkins lady who said she was reading in her studies. She's just sort of leaning back. <laughs> Just kind of, kind of, kind of snoring away. She's got a half-spilt like cocktail on her on her dress. Uh, but the last thing you saw of him is he was playing with the train. The train that we have. The train that you have. So he purchased it from uh, from the Crescent Treasury, who purchased it from the Alexi family. Uh, he was going to. He was very excited to show it to uh, to Professor Smith. Uh, but he didn't ever have time to actually do it. Uh, you haven't seen him since, uh, and ever all the stories are that he just poofed up in smoke. And the last thing you saw of him is he was playing with the train. You know, this uh, booze has greased the wheels, and the last thing I remember is uh, old Stanley uh, playing with his train last I saw him. Uh, Atkins was passed out. She had a little bit too much to drink, but... Uh, did you check his, uh, his residence already, Joey? Not yet, no. Perhaps that's we the do, next place yeah. we should go. Didn't some hey, fella here uh, talk about wanting to go get a book? We can go with that book for him. It's an excuse we, to go. We, we did we, go there. We were there yesterday. Oh. We did go there. <laughs> well, I'm behind. <laughs> the booze greases your I'm a day brain. late, a dollar short here, Joey. <laughs> Help me out. I'm sorry. The booze greases your brain. It puts the brakes on mine. <laughs> yeah. When we checked it out, there were... The the wallpaper was steamed off. I mean, everything you would expect from this train. I can the, go back. The you talked to Atkins? We did. And? What are you doing here? Pems, aren't you over there to entertain those gentlemen? I was... Stuck in the roll. Escape. <laughs> we saw the markings on the ground. The effects on the wallpaper. Did the markings match to the ones on the bottom of the train? They did. They were measured out. I believe these fellows measured the width between the two of them. Okay, the time, out. time out, time out, time out, time out. We're, we're a little bit off. You guys went to his apartment, uh-huh. smelled a smoke. Yes. The wallpaper was like bubbly in certain places. Like there was just like a ton of heat in the room. Oh, there was okay. ash and soot everywhere. There were train tracks, the width of a real life train, not a small, mm-hmm. tiny little play train on the ceiling and like the on the floor. That's what you guys found. And then you found yeah. the receipt for where you where you purchased it. That's what we saw. Uh-huh. And somebody even reported rumbling and loud noises. <laughs> You'd so Ash- swear that the train had really driven through the room. Ash and soot from produced by a body being burned or ash and soot from that of a train. Well, you looked at the train that ran. I mean, it wasn't putting out ash and soot. And certainly not enough to blister wallpaper like it did. 
perhaps we just didn't get the requisite speed that we needed. Perhaps we need to give it another go. The train has to go faster. Perhaps. We were we were being gentle with it, but perhaps if he was a bit intoxicated and enjoying himself. I mean like us. Right now. I mean Exactly. Let's give it another a, whirl. That's certainly a thought. But if we did what he did, doesn't that also mean we're all going to burst into flames? Or we'll just all find ourselves on some magic ghost train. All right, let's go strain it up. That is the adventure. That is the adventure. Or there will be a similarly awkward group of individuals standing around finding things to say about us. One of those two things or both will happen. I'm okay with either. We all run back downstairs. <laughs> like children uh, okay. pushing like each other. <laughs> we all push over each other. You kind of stumble. They're very tight, very tall stairs. You all break your necks on your way down. Uh, and Killian is the is the anchor of the party from now on as the rest of you are gone. Uh, no, you make it down. No problem. Everyone's like, I, I'm not Miss Dundek. You'll, 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 you'll be back. Yes, yes. We have many, many more stories to tell you. I, I have not even uh, told you about Paris, of course. Yes. Miss Dundek. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Be, be, be right back. No, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, and then you start moving your way down. Yeah, you're in the basement again. There's the train. Nothing's changed. It's all there. Uh, the sets, there's the, the big old set. Uh, there's the, uh, you know, the, the actual track is anchored in. There's a battery that's kind of connected that sort of makes it all run. And the train just sort of sitting there. The question that reminded me of a question from chat. Uh, was there a body they took out of the apartment? No, that is the that's big what question. Yeah. Okay. And there were, and, and I know you asked... Reginald, but or Reginald asked somebody else, but like the ash itself, like there was not nearly enough ash to consider this like a human body turned to ash. It was just sort of like uh, like this soot, these soot lines, basically. Uh, Miss uh, Miss Miss Zakins thinks that he just went poof up, and so do the cops because they have no other excuse, and they're trusting her that like well she remember remember she said that she was awake the whole time, he would have come down, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but. Who knows? Who knows what's true? And we searched his books and everything, right? And I don't remember. Yeah. Nothing yeah. fell out, right? Exactly. We went through all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing like, you found um, was the receipt doing that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then we put all the books back. So we're making sure that we put everything back after uh, Mr. Kozel did the, the, the rubbings, kind of putting the order back. Um, yeah. And then just kind of like, okay, with, with, more, with more speed this time. Oh, okay, so you're you're playing with the train. We're going to take it to eleven. That's right. <laughs> this time with gusto. Who uh, who's playing? Who who's playing with? Who's uh, setting it going? Pamu was uh, looking at Mister Tidwell and his uh, mechanical engineering. Uh, that's true. Knowledge. I'm going to tinker with the train. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you uh, you go ahead. You you put the one sec. Okay, you put the train down. Uh, you kind of hook it up. You know how to run these things. Maybe, maybe you've played with these before. Either, you, you know, either way, you can you, with your with your brain, you're able to kind of piece it together. Sometimes uh, we have to set up fake uh, play play sets to make it look like a real city is being demolished by a runaway train. 
the secrets that you can share. You will never look at things that I see in the cinema and believe it ever again. Okay. So you guys are sitting there, you're watching, it's swooping around and around, it's doing that kind of weird kind of looping, kind of up on the hill, kind of down, sweeping around the circuitous thing. Then again and around and around and again and around and around. It keeps going and going and going. And then suddenly you all hear sort of the sounds of sort of a little bit of rumbling. You see maybe like some of the some of the models that he has set up on the shelves to suddenly start to shake a little bit here and there. You You feel like the ground kind of shake a little bit the train just kind of keeps going and then this huge like burst of smoke and steam just erupts from one of the walls in the basement where he has where butter has all of his his different kind of train models set up and you see this sort of like shimmering track just suddenly appear bursting out of it and kind of sweeping from one side of the room to the next and then as it reaches that sec that other side of the room it kind of disappears into this sort of another this like other kind of smoke portal and then you hear and you see bursting into the room uh, of this this 20 by 10 basement you just see this large locomotive bursting out of the smoke in the steam you see it kind of pass by and then a coal car uh, like, a, you know, the tender just kind of passes through and it just seems to pass through every object in the room. Whatever is on the shelf, whatever is on the floor, chairs, the table, and it disappears into the wall on the other side. Then a passenger car appears, just suddenly bursts out, kind of following on from the tender. First of all, I need uh, everyone to go ahead and roll sand uh, as this happens. Yes. Good, good, good. <laughs> yes. Joseph, you also uh, lose uh, three magic points as well. Do I have magic points? Everyone has magic points. Oh, I yeah. did good. As long oh, as you're not going to cast spells, you're fine. I, I, um, I hate when I do this. I rolled a zero, zero, and a zero on my physical dice. Why do you hate that? Because I always forget what that means. It's a hundred. It's a hundred, right? I think. I think it's okay. a crit fail. Sorry, how do I roll on a character sheet? I just no, sanity. sanity. You just click the on word. sanity. Yeah. Oh, I. And make sure oh, it's locked. Do you so have, you have sanity? Got it now. Okay. I do. I didn't have it in. That's makes okay. sense. Okay. So who failed? Crit fail. Mm. Crit fail. All right. I'll put Pen some luck into it. Uh, you can't put luck into sanity. Sanity is you just can't. straight up. I will not. Okay, so, <laughs> so Joseph, you, you, you just straight I failed? fail. All right, Joseph, you're going to take one point of sanity loss. I only rolled a one. Uh, so, and then I'm just going to enact, like, this. I love my, I love the the Delta Green rule, is that on a crit fail, you just take the maximum amount of sanity mm -hmm. loss, which yeah. in this case is six. So, Pema, the sudden and immense, like, appearance of this massive train locomotive first that just like swept through the room right past you you guys stumble away nothing's getting thrown all over the place but you just see it woof pass and then the coal tender like that that comes through next and then the passenger star comes up it's just it makes no sense there's smoke everywhere there's steam you can you can feel it in your nostrils there's heat blaring off of it uh so 
I'm trying to remember because she because it's five sanity loss, right? That is what triggers the temporary insanity, I believe. Oh so dear, yeah. I think you are temporary. Yes, from what I remember, insane. that is correct. Uh oh. Okay, so let's see, did I actually write this? Okay, so uh, occurs when you lose five or more sanity. Uh, so go ahead and make an int roll. Oh, okay. Uh, that is an 11 under 80. Okay, so if the int roll succeeds, the investor recognizes the significance of what happened and goes temporarily insane uh, for five hours. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> this so is fantastic. There's, there's two phases to this. Uh, the investigator, so in this case, Pema, loses all self-control. Uh, and so for a short time, you're, I'm going to control your character, but don't worry. Like, you can still do stuff. Sure. Uh, but you can't use addition. You can't lose additional sanity during the bout. And this is going to last. Oh, this is only going to last two rounds, like two. Like if we were doing combat initiative, it'd be two rounds. Mm. So it's going to be pretty quick. So I don't know. Maybe you just like dive underneath the, the train table or something out of fear. Like you're just like cowering in fear underneath uh, of what's going on here. Yeah. Um, we, and she, yeah, she and she's just like we we we. We, we 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 joked it, it was just a joke it, 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 that's a wall that's a wall we're in a basement we're in in a house this this no 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 this no miss it was real no. it was real what you no. saw was real it's no. still here I just, too i feed into it i'm part of the problem and, <laughs> and that's no. why she goes under the table because she's like looking around for support and encouragement and she doesn't get it so she's under the table as the first train car comes into view it's like the passenger car, I should say, because two like the locomotive, the tinder already passed. You can see that the the next thing that shows up is a passenger car, and the passenger car, like it basically, it just like it just kind of slows, and then it stops, and you guys can see that the train seems to be kind of filled with people as you look over, and they're all dressed in like. 1890s garb like their their dress is no long no no nowhere close to like what modern day dress would be like it looks somewhat like you know everything's kind of thrown back as as you're watching joseph you're getting really kind of woozy as your head's just kind of like it's becoming a little bit sort of sort of difficult and then all of these people start to glide off the train as though there's like a platform like right on, like, you know, like you'd be waiting on a train platform and like they start to swirl around like, like the room a bit. And you hear things like, you things like, what time do we reach Liverpool? Where is the conductor? What is the delay? How has the day become so cloudy and dark? And they're just kind of like swirling around. This other woman's like, is another train following? My husband was to be on board. And you guys can see that there's basically, you can see almost like, you can see the full passenger car and then like a tiny little bit of like a secondary car. And they start to all sort of swirl around. Pema is underneath the table, like freaking the, freaking the hell out. And like, Joseph, you're still kind of like sort of spinning in your head. Grigori, Reginald, like the whole, like the whole room is now filled with smoke and steam and then all of them start to just circle around Joseph and you hear like their their voices start to shift and they just kind of like 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 water in a drain all around Joseph 
all around Joseph and they just start to speak. And they start, come with us, come with us, come with us. Um, and in a blink of an eye, Grigori, Reginald, as you're like, you're watching all this happening, you're looking down, like all these people just suddenly swarm out. This all happens like, I guess everyone's just sort of shocked and in awe of this, this happening. Suddenly, just like this, Joseph is not in front of you. Like he's just... <laughs> And you look up, and in the past, so I would say Grigori and Reginald, go both of you roll an int test, actually. I pass. This is, I think it's actually hard, or is it extreme? I think it's like hard. I If it's extreme, I think I got it. I got seven over 80. Yeah, okay. if it's hard, I fail. Okay. If it's okay. extreme, I fail. Okay, so... Reginald, you keep an eye on Joseph as this is happening and you see that poof, he disappears like they all kind of just disappear. And then you look up and you can see in the first in the first carriage car, there are all of those same passengers kind of swirling around and you see the bald dome of your childhood friend, Joseph, <laughs> on the train in old IT, 1890s gear sworn by these. Grigori, <laughs> you you're looking, you're looking, and you can see right kind of sticking out of the wall, barely, just like a couple feet's worth. There's the second carriage. Okay, the second passenger carriage. And you see a man is like leaned up against the window for on the inside. And he's just like And you recognize you can't hear him, but you can recognize the face as the photograph that you saw of Henry Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Pema, Joey, Joey, you're underneath. The where table. are you? So, Reginald, you you look up, you see Joseph's there, and as you look up, you, you maybe you lock eyes for him for a minute. Joseph, you're still kind of like woozy at this point, and the train starts to move, like it's leaving. What do you all do? Is uh, he still Joseph, not next to me? Joseph is on the train inside the carriage. He has literally just been teleported inside. Like they came out, oh swarmed God. around him and poofed back inside. The train's starting no. to move and leave the basement. Can I jump onto the, the back of the car? The passenger car? You absolutely car? can. So you I'm quickly jump. run up, jump. Grigori, what do you do? I grab Pema. Okay. And I grab Adam's character. Okay. And I run and toss them on and then hop on. Okay. Wait, wait, so we're why, all why, hopping why, on. Why? 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 So, so you oh grab no. Emma, you grab Killian. He's like, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> he's just all being <laughs> very flirted. Sure you just drag him on and you 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 jump on your boat. Like all of you are on. Like Reginald, you get on first. Maybe you reach back, you grab a hand, and you kind of push onto onto that first carriage. You you feel the whole train doom, 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 and then in like seconds you look out the window and you no longer see the basement of the London Train Spotters Association and Arthur Butler. Instead, you just see like this weird gray, endless mist or something. But that's not even something that's catching your attention right now because you see on the other side of the carriage as Reginald you hopped on the back but Joseph was kind of like teleported to the front you look over and you can see that he's been like cornered into the far side of this carriage there's this like walkway you can see all these compartments on the left and you can see Joseph is just kind of huddled down in the back um everybody lose 3 magic points um and then 
for, for just sort of like hopping onto the train. Good thing I don't have any. And three sanity points. It's just oh, a straight loss. Okay. So we're gonna go into we're gonna go into a, a structured time at this point. As as they are all huddling around Joseph. Joseph, the, you're still feeling a little kind of woozy. You're starting to come back. But as you look up, you realize you've been cornered. You can see your your friends on the other side. They're you know on the far side of the carriage. But like these passengers are just crowding around you. And as they do, like as you start to like try to push past them, they they start to shift. They start to change. Like right as the like right as you kind of lose sight of the of the basement, like their skin suddenly turns this sort of blue and cold. Their hair becomes kind of maddened and more, you know, kind of coarse. Their lips and their eyes, their nails become like unnaturally livid. And they smell of this old kind of wet wood. And they're just sort of like, <sighs> and they're like reaching out at you. Almost look like they're almost trying to <sighs> kind of lean in with their lips towards you. You can go ahead and roll sanity for that too, Joseph. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, that's why I asked who had the train. Ah! <laughs> it was so close. Oh, God. Dear God, I'm in hell. Uh, this is the end of my days. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm going to put Cillian in this, not so much for him to go, but just for me to keep track of them. So I'm going to use Cillian as my uh, as my turn marker. So let's go ahead and go in there. Oh, so we're going to... So how'd you do on your... Um, I fail horribly. Okay. I am scared out of my right. mind. Two points of sanity. Okay. Oh, Excellent. So we are now in structured time. So we're going to do... Okay, all of you are on one side. Joseph's on the other. He is being crowded by, you know, 10 of these things or so. Uh, what do you all want to do? And I just want to check Pema's status. So at first it was five hours and then it was two rounds. So is Pema so, still... Right. So control. So now we get now we get into the sort of like underlying insanity. So like you're the you go to your your temporary insane. So there's two phases. There's the bout of madness, which only lasted for two combat rounds, which is which is done Passed. at this point. Okay. That's when you were hiding underneath. Then there's okay. the underlying insanity. Uh, you get you get the character back. So you have your character back, but you're in a fragile state of mind. OK, so any further loss of sanity points during this time is going to result in another bout of madness. Well, I just took more sanity just then because we just had to take another three. I won't count that because it was all kind of happening at once. Oh, okay. so I'm not, not going to count that. <laughs> but at this point, four. Yeah. <laughs> that just happened already. Don't crit fail stuff. Okay. So <laughs> we're doing Call of Cthulhu. So it's basically Dex is is what determines. Uh, Gregory and, and, and Joseph both have 70. Uh, so either one of you go in, go in whatever order you want. Gregory, or, or Joseph, you do have control of your character, but you are, there's a mob around you. All right. Boy, I, mean, I currently failed my sanity. I think that should give you the edge, Kozel. Okay, Gregory. I am going, seeing them or completely surrounding him, lacking any better idea. I am just going to charge in and just flying armbar. Okay. 
Uh, all right. So we the first time is the first time we're doing combat. So like basically, you can do an action. You're not moving too far. So like you can you can kind of close an, an attack. So like you basically get like one action per turn, right. and you can kind of initiate uh, some sort of skill. So you're attacking. So you're just going in, and you're going to start just sort of brawling. Right? Is that what you yeah. want to do? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, roll your brawl. Uh, it's going to be contested with their thingamajig. So there's like about 10 of them that seem to be all kind of gathered around. They can't all be on top of them at the same time because of the narrowness of the corridor that you're on. Uh, so, but you're going to be able to get one of them. All so. Right. I, oh no. I rolled 100. Oh, oh God. Dear. Oh my gosh. Oh God. Okay. All right. Uh, so you go rolling up and you're about to do this arm bar, but as you do, uh, you, one of the doors in the compartments next to you just sort of swings open at the wrong time as another one of these, th- these creatures comes out. One of these passengers pops out and you just get smacked in the face and you stumble down to the ground. I'll say, just take a point, take a point of damage and we'll say you're prone, uh, as you have been knocked down to the ground. And there's now one of them standing over top of you in between the rest of your party and poor Joseph Tidwell. Joseph, you can go as well. You're also on the 70. Okay. Is this a sort of train where perhaps there are like sometimes you have the poles that you can hold on to or maybe the, the handrail up above? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I'm a I'm a big muscular man. I'm gonna do my best to get my back up against the wall, hold on to that, and get my feet in front of me and push one of them into the next one. Basically okay. just sprawling, but some flavor to it. Okay, are you trying to like hold yourself up there like permanently? Like you want to stay up there or are you just doing this quickly to do a, a kick? Yeah, because I want to basically have something to press them into the next. Okay. If uh, I can, maybe bowl somebody over. Brawl sounds great, yeah. Excellent, that's what I'll do. <laughs> God bless it. <laughs> you can I have 70 brawl. You can Fair. use you can, luck. You, you can, can use luck. luck. I will. Okay, I really yeah. don't want to fail this. Sure. Okay. Okay. So there we go. Okay. So go ahead and roll your brawl damage. Uh, and then as you gr- reach up, you grab, you pull yourself up over top of the of the mob for a second uh, with your, your big old stuntman arms. And then you swing your legs out. You're still in this like this weird 1890 ratty suit and you kick uh, and you see you kick a, this, this woman in this beautiful kind of Victorian dress that probably l- has seen better days. And she just goes <sighs> and she stumbles back, <laughs> knocks probably one or two of them down to the ground. And so now on the ground in the hallway between where Reginald, Pema, R and Joseph is are Grigori and two more of these that are rolling around on the ground. Uh, and then you drop I, yourself back down. How do I click for damage? I apologize. Uh, it should be on your combat tab. Uh, so. Well, you may not have skills. weapon added. Oh, yeah. It's just your skills. It's not a way. Uh, just uh, do, 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 do we have it set up? Let's see if I have it set up. Uh, yeah, I have a punch. I have punch set up. You can just use punch. There you go. Roll that punch damage. It's a D3 plus your, uh, plus your damage bonus if you have one, which you do. Oh, there we go. Did it not do the damage? 
you go. You want to roll and then click on where it says in the chat there. There you go. Okay. So you reach up. You just double boot this this Victorian woman right in the face. She just goes stumbling back. She knocks another one down. The two of them are on the ground right next to Grigori. There's another one standing over top of the Grigori. There's still a couple around you, but you manage to thin the herd. And you maybe even open a very slight path that someone could potentially kind of get in there. Uh, okay. Uh, what about the rest of you? So we got Pema and we've got Reginald. So who's next? Let's see. Uh, I think it's me. Okay, Pema, go ahead. Um, so I would like to, uh, look around for something that could be used in a sword like fashion. So I'm looking for something cause I don't imagine that I have one on. Me. Roll a luck test. We'll see if there's anything nearby. All right. So let's see. Uh, luck is 36. So that's a 91. Okay. Uh, nothing. Uh, there's nothing you can see nearby that could be used as a sword, unfortunately. Uh, there might be kind of like a splintered piece of wood or something like that that you might use as a crude club, but nothing so nice as to be like a long-bladed piece of metal. Okay. How about just a suitcase? Uh, suitcase? I'll give you a suitcase. Yeah, we'll say there is a suitcase. Uh, you pick up the suitcase. You can see that between yourself, like there's people on the ground. Gregory looks like it looks like someone's about to lean down on top of him. Uh, and he is between you no. and Joseph. Uh, one sec. We just got a raid. Neon Lights Roleplay. Thank you for the raid. Thank you so much. Welcome to the chat. Uh, we are playing Horror on the Orient Express for Call of Cthulhu. And they are in a pickle. Uh, as there is a... <laughs> <laughs> there are a bunch of old Victorian women that are about to beat the crap out of them on an old ghostly train. Uh, <laughs> all right, Pema, okay. you, you pick up a suitcase. Uh, what do you want to do? Um... Is this a, like a brawl that I can just kind of? If you want to step up to one of the ones near Gregory, yeah, that's fine. I would all say right. because you like you you took the time to pick up the suit the suitcase. I don't think you can get all the way to Joseph, but you could probably get to the to Gregory. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is a sixty-two over like twenty-five. You want to spend? You want to spend luck? I don't even have that much luck. Okay, so you walk up, you 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 go to you pull the suitcase back, and you go to swing it. But as you pull it back, it flies open. As the <laughs> rusted open. buckle breaks, all these old natty clothes just go flying all over the place. <laughs> Some of them get on on Killian, who's like, "What are you doing?" I don't know what Killian sounds like. I don't remember, <laughs> but like, kind of gets all covered on top of him. Uh, She's still freaking and- out, and so this just freaks her mm-hmm. the hell out sure. that she now has all these clothes and so she's just like ripping them all off of her and she was useless all right and then we go to reginald all right reginald's kind of like frozen seeing all this his mouth is gaping open his eyes are fixated on this like as the rest of you charge in and then one of his eyes just kind of goes sideways as he's looking at all this and he his whole like demeanor and the way he's standing changes and he leans down and he reaches in his pocket and he puts on a mask over his head and he puts on a, 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 a wrestling mask and he goes oh yeah baby the windy thindy raglet here and he looks right at the ghost and he goes ruffle it's good to see you again my friend and he charges in and does a flying drop kick on these oh. old victorian ladies i got some fit to kick <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god okay welcome to you personality can... number one the windy thinny wrangler oh baby let's original. go <laughs> original so many personalities go charge it in you could probably get one of the ones that's, that's on gregory now all so right fighting brawl mm. fighting brawl yep oh yeah here we go baby 
<laughs> uh, go ahead and roll your damage. They actually can't dodge, so you go ahead. What? And, uh, where's the damage at? Uh, so brawl should. I mean, you could just use punch, uh, which is what punch. Joseph just just did. So it's a D three plus. If you have a damage bonus, it'll be plus your damage bonus. But it's one D three plus damage bonus. So do you have a damage bonus? Is the first question. I don't think so. No. Okay. So if that's the case, uh, then it's just a D three. It's a cool looking D three, uh, but it's a D three. Yeah, your strength and size are pretty small. You're you're pretty small. Strength is fifty, size is forty. Hey, is don't 60. judge a book cover, my friend. <laughs> I'm the nice. undisputed champion, Chicago Land. I like how he went. He went real southern with his elder identity. There. <laughs> okay, uh, you go up and you can see this. This one of the ones that Joseph had kind of uh, kind of kicked in the direction, kind of falls on Gregory, rolls over, and looks like she's about to get. Uh, do something to Gory. Her mouth is like, as she's starting to lean down. Pemug tries to swing. The, the the briefcase or the suitcase breaks, and so she's just throwing old clothes all over the place. It's just raining down. But yeah. Reginald, suddenly you just put on a mask, you run past her, and you just do a flying kick on one of the ones standing over Kozel. Okay. So then these others are going to go. Uh, let's see. So... <laughs> The good news is, don't worry, they're not all going to go, because uh, there's ten of them. But they're not all going to go. Only a couple of them can go a turn. Think of it kind of... It's not quite like a mob. Uh, it's not really a swarm, but like mm. there's some sort of some kind of swarms. Okay, so Joseph, as you reach up, you pull yourself up, you push, and they kind of go flying forward. But then you feel a hand on your shoulder from behind, as there were a couple behind you. And one of these, this kind of tall lanky dude with what looks like some kind of top hat tries to spin you around and you see that kind of blue skin this really bright kind of like like the the lips are so bright and he kinds to he tries to sort of like reach his arm around you uh so if you want to roll dodge or fight back that's your choice as he's about to try to do a fighting maneuver essentially is what i'm doing here i'm trying to grapple you so if uh, i do fight back i would roll brawl yeah, fight back. You roll brawl. Uh, otherwise, you roll your dodge. And then if we get into, and then we're comparing degrees of success. And so if okay. we tie, uh, dodge. So if we tie when you're trying to fight back, the tie goes to the attacker. If you mm. if we tie when you're trying to dodge, the tie goes to the dodger. So that's kind of the trade off. Ooh. Okay. It's All right. Choice. I'm gonna brawl. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, so then. Going to okay. Uh, I got a twelve under thirty, uh, which is a hard. Uh, so you can uh, spend luck if you want to try to improve it. But you, if if you're if you're fighting back, you would need to improve to an extreme. So the, would, yeah, no, it's okay. Not gonna happen. All right, so. You just feel this thing kind of wrap around you. One of its arms comes up under your armpit, and it's just sort of grappling you at this point. You're just like, and you feel yourself. You're grappled is what's happening here. Uh, Okay, and then we'll say there's Gregory's laying on the ground. Reginald is is nearby. Pima is there. So I'm just going to see which one of them they randomly go between the three of you. Uh, it'll be Reginald who flies in with his double kick. Reginald, this woman who just kind of jumped out of this compartment room is going to lean at you and try to do something to you. Do you want to dodge? Do you want to fight back? 
I will fight back. That's what I would do, even though I'm small. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll. Just a uh, fighting so brawl. brawl. Yeah, just fighting brawl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fuck a punch. Another uh, hundred. Wow, that's our, our third critical. That's the fourth. Yeah. That's the fourth hundred. That's the fourth. Holy yes. yeah. crap. I didn't read <laughs> TPK right off the bat, but here we ah! go. Uh, okay, well, the good news is, is that she also failed. Uh, so <laughs> she's not going. She, I rolled an 85 over 30, so she failed. Uh, but I will say that even though you even, you know, even though she doesn't hurt you, hit you like she's going to kind of stumble into you. And because of that, you're going to fall prone on the ground as well. And you just kind of comically trip like with your heels over Grigori's body. And you just the two of you just kind of land on top of each other. Uh, and so you're rolling around on the ground. So that keep that in mind when the time comes. All right. End of the round. I can only basically do two things per round despite this huge mob uh we'll come back to the top gregory you're rolling around the ground your nose kind of hurts a little bit from when the door hit you reginald just fell on top of you what would you like to do uh stand okay yeah you can stand and do something you just probably can't close the distance to joseph like if you wanted to stand and brawl that's fine but standing yeah the um this is spooky. I, I stand and I start punching things that are dead. Okay. So roll a brawl. Uh, there is a woman who Reginald Abernathy uh, basically scissor kicked or whatever it was. Uh, and so she's kind of stumbling back. It's the Rindy Findy Wrangler champion of Chicago land. Extreme uh, success. Extreme success. Okay. Yeah. So I'll tell you this. This is what this is what's gonna like. You don't don't even worry about rolling damage yet. You go to punch her, and as you do, you realize as your your fist hits her jaw, it just completely and utterly twists to the point where it's just kind of hanging off, oh. and she just goes, and with her her jaw kind of hanging down one side, bluish skin. It's kind of sounds gurgly now, but she just says. And she tries to lean in like she's trying to to almost kiss you, but like with her jaw hanging off to the side. That's not how that works. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, Joseph, you've, you're grappled. So what you can do is you can try to break the grapple. Uh, you get, mm-hmm. so I think it's a strength. Hang on. There's a, make sure I do this right. I think it's a strength test for you to do this. Hang on. Hey, everyone calm down. Uh, opposed strength roll. You can try this right. once per round. Well, I suppose I should try that. Yes, you should. Okay. All right. So let's see which one you get. I'll let you know. I'm built like a brick shit house. Okay. How'd you how'd you right. do? I can't see. I got a hard success. 39 out of 80. Okay. Oh my gosh. I was so close to getting a hard success. I rolled oh. I rolled a 31 uh and I need Grandpa, a, you're I need tough, a but you're 60. not hard enough for me. I am, I am, yeah, not hard enough. Thirty-one under sixty. I am one point away from a hard success. So you win, and you break, you break the, uh, you break the grapple. You just kind of, kind of extend your arms back. His arms kind of fly back. He stumbles. He hits the wall behind. Uh, you have broken free. Uh, you have some movement if you want to try to like run down the hall and kind of like dodge through the, the melee if you like. Seems like a good idea. Get to a place where there's nobody behind me. 
Okay. So we'll say you start running in and at this point, almost everybody will say is kind of in the middle of the, of this, this carriage hall. Uh, I would say the majority of them are kind of on the, I'm sure on the far side, which is essentially going towards the, uh, like the tinder and the, and the locomotive, uh, the other way, uh, which is where there's not that many, like, you know, there's none behind you. Like if you start running in the direction of where your friends got on, like that's back towards the other passenger car. Uh, so I think, is it Pema? Who's next? It's Pema and Reginald next, who are both at 50. Uh, Reginald, do you want to go first? Since you're actually affected with this. No, you can go for it. <laughs> you can go for it. Okay. Um, I am, I'm thinking, I'm hoping that Joseph is going to go running back to the other car. So I am looking for something to try to... Um, like block the door or do something like that to try to kind of have us be in the other cart and try to. Okay. So you start running back. Yeah. And as you do, you notice through like the window there, there, like when you get up close to the door, you can see there is a man in the window, small man, not very tall, bald, kind of of age. And you can see he's like hastily trying to like open the door uh, that kind of connects these carts. There's like this little passage connection, and he is kind of, kind of looks like there's was some sort of, not necessarily a barricade, but like between kind of having to, to kind of turn it open and get to the next one. But he's hastily doing it. Okay. And as you get up, uh, and you kind of open your side, he opens his side. You can see on the door there are all these like kind of etched runes and stuff, including like this inverted onk. Uh, and he says, uh, as the door opens, he's like, he's like, through here quickly, through here. And all coming, of you can coming. probably hear that. Yeah, and she'll okay. yell and make sure that everybody heard. This way. Okay. Uh, yes. So, let's see. Reginald, you still get to go. All right. So, I'm on the ground, right? You're on the ground. I'm rolling around. And that's when I first get the glimpse of Joseph. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Joseph, if I saw Ruffalo, I knew you were nearby. Where the hell are we? I don't have a clue. All I know is I kicked that woman's teeth out. Then her old man tried to kiss me. It's I had been to get too out of long, my friend. It's been too long. And he's going to wrap his legs around what, the closest one and try to like trip them down to the ground. Okay, yeah. Uh, fighting maneuver. So, uh, yeah, roll brawl. You magnificent windy Ooh. bastard. Go get him. 11. <laughs> okay. You, uh, oh, extreme, extreme success. success. So you wrap wow. your legs. You wrap your legs around some other tall, like some other tall man here that's kind of standing nearby and you flip him down. His head just kind of smacks against the railing right below where the wall is. And you just hear the <laughs> as it kind of goes off to the side and he drops to the ground. Uh, but even so, he, you, you immediately see him kind of turn in this awkward way, his head kind of dislodged looking back at you. But yeah, you've managed to sort of disable him for the moment, for the time being. Um, all right. So then we'll go to. Okay. So then we'll go to their turn. Uh, so at this point, Pema, you're by the door to the to the second carriage, and you're okay. Uh, Reginald, you are still in the thick of it. Joseph, you're still in the thick of it, uh, which is basically right in the middle of the car. Grigori, are you still in the middle of the car? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So the three of you are there. So basically, I'm gonna get to I get two attacks. So I'm just gonna ran, roll randomly of the three of you. Uh, it's gonna be another one on Reginald, uh, and one on Grigori. Uh, all right, okay. so we'll start with Reginald. Uh, are you fighting back or trying to dodge? Uh, Still fight rolling back. on the 
Okay, still rolling on the ground, so I'll say take a penalty die to your fight back since you're on the on the ground. Um, is that a just bonus die go minus one? Uh, or? yeah, roll an extra die. So uh, a penalty die is like rolling an extra die, uh, an extra uh, tens die, and then taking the worst. How do I do that on the character sheet? You should be able to when you go to click on the roll. Where is it? Uh, when you right click. Right click. Yeah, right click. Oh, so yeah. Go. It's got Thank the you. bonus die slider there. All right. So we'll minus one. Mm -hmm. And then let me know how you do. I don't know. It gave me one star. Oh, it did that. It did that hidden thing. Uh, you rolled a 56 under 65, which is a regular success. Uh, unfortunately, she rolled a hard success. Uh, and she rolls. So one of these other ones, uh, kind of like that was kind of thrown rolling around on the ground, just climbs on top of Reginald at this point and is now grappling Reginald in the middle of this carriageway. Uh, one will go towards Grigori. Um, you stood mm -hmm. up. So I did. I'm dodge or dodge. fight back. Okay. So just roll your dodge. Be contested against mine. Oh, I did real bad. 92 over 35. Good news is, is I didn't do good either. I rolled a 58 over 30. Uh, so you try to dodge. You maybe like you kind of you hit that door again. You go to front dodge dodge all the way. It kind of <laughs> sweeps back again. But, if, but the good thing for her is that like she hits the other side of the door. And so you sandwich yourselves between the door. But you're fine. You're OK. All right. So we'll go to the top of the round then. And so Pema is your you affect like if you want it, you could just run through and you're fine and you're out. Uh, Reginald is pinned by one of these one of these passengers on the floor. Joseph, Grigori, you're in the middle, within a few steps of him, uh, both standing. But there's all these other ones around, clogging kind of the the travel. What do you guys want to do? Uh, I'm reaching to Joseph, trying to tag him in. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joseph, you get the tag. Since we started this off with me in my soldier uniform. I'm not sure in that day and age what of my soldier gear I would be allowed to carry. Like, if he was cavalry, was is he allowed to carry his stuff on him? Or probably not. What kind of stuff do you have? I would assume just a pistol and cavalry sword. But uh, that may not be something see. they would have allowed him to be walking around with. Yeah, that's a good so question. I'm okay with no. I'm totally fine with no. Uh, I would say, yeah, let's just say no for now. Yeah. And we could be corrected, maybe, if somebody knows okay. for sure. But... Uh, if if this thing's in the middle of grappling, Reggie, mm -hmm. can it really defend itself? No, it can. You're welcome to break him free too. Yeah, like you can okay. totally do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach down, grab my brother's hand, put my foot down to this thing's throat, and I'm gonna push down hard as I pull him up. Okay. Oh, baby, it's good to be back. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you because she's on the ground over top of him. She's can go ahead and take a bonus day. Okay. Does anything bonus mad did except? Go to the plus instead of the slide. Uh, roll type. Oh, I see the bonus type thing now. Got it. Sorry. Yeah. Nice. Uh, 57, regular difficulty. Uh, describe what you do uh, as, as a success. I'm using my own body weight. Push down into her throat. Pulling him up. Put my ankle deep, deep into her throat and pushing it as far as I can. Dislocating the skull in a horrific fashion. Mm -hmm. So she's laying on the ground. She, you hear that? But then you see those eyes just sort of move up to the side and look at you. And then the body still kind of is trying to get up and move a bit. But 
You've, you've freed Reginald. Reginald's no longer grappled. He's still prone, but he's no longer grappled. So he's definitely free, and she has been disabled. Uh, Grigori, uh, you just saw this happen. Uh, Reginald is no longer pinned. Pima and this other random dude at the other side of the, the train is shouting. What do you want to do? Yeah, I was going to try and help Reginald, but uh, Joseph's got it. So I I run over to where Pima and this rando is. Okay, so if you're just running, I would say you're good to go. There's enough chaos here that you can probably get get by. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, you make it over. No, no issues whatsoever. Uh, then Pima and Reginald. What do you two want to do? Uh, Pema is, yeah, running with Grigori to the other car. Okay, so the two of you are just, you're just fleeing to the other car. That's fine. He's like, inside, quickly. And he's kind of yep, shouting. Yep. He's like, you fools, quit your lollygagging. Get over here now. I feel, right. I feel dirty about doing that, but at the <laughs> same time, I feel like the word makes sense in the situation. Um, it is time go appropriate. Go ahead, Reginald. What would you like to do? Can I grab Joseph and take him with me yeah, through so the door? Get up. I don't think you I think because you have to get up and run. I don't think you can get all the way to the door. You guys are probably going to have to suffer another round okay. of attacks, but I think you can get most of the way there. I'm not one to normally run from a fight, but this is some freaky fit. <laughs> freaky. Freaky what? Freaky fit. <laughs> I love your new voice. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> so good. So great. You've taken the deep southern and you've added a you've added something to it. Uh, there's so much texture. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the the two of you are the only ones behind. So the two you're going to get to hits. Uh, so one on Joseph. Fight back or dodge. You know, if if you're trying to pull me away to actually get out of there, I'll actually try to dodge. If you're trying okay. to have us avoid this. All right. Go ahead and um, give it a roll. Where's that at? There you are, dodge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I failed. I rolled 94. You succeeded. You're very easily able to definitely kind of move out of the way and just sort of smash this this kind of stout portly fellow like into the into the window. We somehow then, Irish whip ourselves towards the next car. <laughs> then Reginald, are you dodging or are you fighting back? It's I was Cross coughing yeah. and laughing. Uh, dodging or fighting? Um, yeah. Did Joseph, he dodged or did he fight? He dodged, yeah. I dodged. I will, I, will, I will follow suit and I will dodge. Okay. All right, here we go. So I have to roll dodge? Yeah. Oh, man. My dodge is much lower than my fight. Maybe I should fight. I'm going to fight. Okay. Regular success. Okay. I rolled a 98. I rolled even worse than Joseph. <laughs> I rolled a 94 to 98. And so, Joseph, you smash one of the wall, like, into the window. Reginald, you smash one. You, like, you take the door of, like, this guy's kind of been flopping around as the compartment. You just kind of kind of do the classic, put it in, put the head inside, and then just slam the door on it. Uh, and then at this point, I'll say the two of you are free to, to just run uh, as your turns are going to come around. You just keep running. And we'll say you're able to make it through. As you as you run past this door, uh, you definitely see that there are these like runes and something that kind of carve in the door. And as you come up to it, you can tell that all these passengers start kind of chasing after you uh, and then uh, they stop as if like something about those runes in the door prevents them from kind of pushing through. And as you're all kind of catching your breath, this short man with a bald head, little 
of, of some age. Uh, he kind of turns to you all and says, uh, Welcome to the 9.15 a.m. to Liverpool. Although we are currently running rather late. My name is Randolph Alexis. And we'll go ahead and stop there, I think, for tonight as we're right at our time. Okay. Oh. Awesome. I recognize that name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, uh, so hopefully you guys have been marking your skill rolls that you've passed without using luck. Uh, so don't forget you can you can sort of, that's how you advance. So if you haven't been doing that, haha, <laughs> sucker. Uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, why don't we do a round table to close it down? And then we can uh, we can get on out of here. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you guys have found Randolph Alexis, as you know. You met you met you heard the name Alexi Alexis family, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But you have Randolph. Did, I, did I hear you correctly say that when we were still in the basement and we saw the train go by, that we saw an individual that looked like Mr. Stanley in mm -hmm. one of the windows? Did I mm -hmm. I heard that correctly. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, just making sure because my character was in a bout of madness, so I just wanted to make sure that Melissa heard that right. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, no, you de you definitely heard that. I think it was Grigori who saw that. Uh, yeah. Reginald was keeping an eye on Joseph. Grigori saw the other guy, and then you were cowering beneath the table. Uh, <laughs> I was. All right, let's do our closing, a little closing round table, and we'll get out of here. Jeremy, tell us about this Patreon, man. Yeah, Aaron Reese on Patreon. You've got comics, maps, tokens, other fun stuff. Check it out. Fantastic. Uh, Chuck, what's going on with DOK this week? Oh, uh, let's see. Wednesday over on our Twitch channel, Defenders of Cobalt. Uh, we've got Alien, All Fear of the Ishtar. We're playing Space Pirates. Jeff and Jeremy are in that. Uh, things are wild. There's a synth-melted whale lawyer. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Fridays, we are doing Heart. Joe's running that. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, our new show that we got every Tuesday on our YouTube or every Tuesday and Thursday on our YouTube, we got a new Pathfinder second edition game playing Age of Ashes as an entirely goblin party uh, in 20 minute episodes. So it's nice and easy to, to keep up on. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll cover Melissa. I'll cover Melissa in a sec, but let's go to Matt. Matt, what do you got going on, man? Thursday night, Sungar Play Games, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can join myself, Jeff, and Jeremy. I was going to call you Joseph, Jeremy. Uh, as we're playing Actun Cthulhu, we're playing the Shadows of Atlantis campaign. We're, oh, three quarters of the way through that. So, yeah, join us for that. It's been a lot of fun. If you like pulp action adventure and Hellboy, it's that. Yep. And marmots. If you like marmots, you will also enjoy And talking well. marmots. Talking marmots. You smoke a lot. <laughs> In and baguettes class. if you really like baguettes and don't think france is a real place uh you will definitely like that stream uh lost tribes gaming this is only a second session so we're only two two episodes in we have a long way to go probably gonna be at this horror on the express game for a very long time uh but as for melissa and i here on adventures lollygagging uh tomorrow night our buddy steven is starting a brand new game as we're gonna be playing some forbidden lands uh, so come on, check that out. Not only that, uh, but we're going to be giving away some dice that night too. So if you want to come hang out tomorrow night and possibly win some possibly real gold dice from our friends at Norse Foundry, uh, I've been saying that we haven't been told they're not real gold, but they're probably not. Uh, but come win some dice. Uh, then uh, on, 
see what's next friday we we're going to be starting up some conan uh as our our, our, our buddy aaron uh, is going to be shifting over into the gm seat and he's going to be running us through some conan for uh for 2d20 system saturday we're going to be back to uh one ring second edition continuing that and then next monday holler as we alternate every monday between holler and horian express Horror on the orient express uh, but thank you to everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you for the raid. Thank you for the bits. Uh, follow the channel if you don't mind. If not, that's cool too. Go follow Chuck's channel. Go follow Garbalite Games as well. Uh, see all these people, what they're doing. And we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. <laughs>